Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself begin a discussion on confession and absolution. Welcome to the Being Lutheran podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is Pastor Brett Bow, and I'm joined with Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. And Jason, you have an announcement of an event. Ooh. Yeah, we're we're getting ready, and you guys will be hearing about this to the point that you'll probably be sick about it when it comes up. But this year, a meet and greet, uh, a meet and greet, basically, yeah, <laughs> Refcon 2019. Yes. Ooh, man. <laughs> so my congregation, Faith Free Lutheran Church in South Minneapolis, uh, has for the last couple of years hosted a Reformation conference, which is. Uh, where we have presentations by pastors in the AFLC on various topics. This year, the presenters at the conference are the three of us. All right. The three stooges. Yeah, so, right. exactly. So the conference this year, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll have slapstick routine. It'll be like vodka. Yes. It'll be great. Oh, no, uh, man. Vodka. All right, vodka. Hold on a second. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on a roll already. Uh, no, it's November 2nd, the first Saturday in um, or the first Saturday in November yep. mm-hmm. uh, at 10.30 in the morning, we will be doing a live recording of some podcast Ooh. episodes in our sanctuary. And then the actual conference will be from one to five. There will be lunch served. We will have ticket pricing information in a little bit. But for those who are interested in coming, it's just a Saturday event mm-hmm. um, at Faith Free Lutheran in South Minneapolis. And we really look forward to seeing uh, some, if not many, mm-hmm. of our listeners yeah. who would uh, awesome. love a chance to meet some of you who have reached out and contacted us, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Awesome. I am too. Yes, me as well. The theme this year. Guess what it is, everybody? Vocation. vocation. Yes, the theme of the conference yes. is on vocation. So, Brett, you're doing a presentation on vocation yep, in the vocation family. Vocation in the family. And yep. Brian's doing a presentation on vocation in the church. And Amen. I'm doing a presentation yep. on vocation in society. And then our fourth the three hour, estates. the three estates, mm-hmm. the fourth hour will be a question and answer with the three of us based on our presentations. All right. Cool. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> Should be. We have a we have a violent combative audience. Yeah. Yeah. Terrified. <laughs> Those Calvinists? No, Calvinist, I'm just yeah. Yeah, right. are they coming? Well, to even, you? The, no, yeah. even our Calvinist <laughs> listeners have been nice and gracious I, yeah, right. to us. I so. appreciate it because it, oh. it's iron sharpening iron. Yes. It's you know it's examining the Word of God, and so I do really appreciate yeah. some of the comments. That right. Uh, the, over the course of the summer, and really since around April, the the mm-hmm. the volume and the tone of the people who have reached out to us through the website and in other ways. It's just been outstanding. It's Mm -hmm. been a tremendous blessing. I suppose now we can share another announcement because Mm -hmm. it's official. Being Lutheran is also on the radio. Yeah. Um, I don't have the call letters or the station number, but... <laughs> somewhere, somewhere. 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 <laughs> I think no, I look, I look there's a, somewhere, there's a, a, a Lutheran radio yeah. station in Lincoln, Nebraska that go. is now airing episodes of Being Lutheran. They're starting at episode number one. I believe it's at eight o'clock on Friday mornings. I don't know whether um, to be embarrassed or... I'm thrilled. Or I just yeah, think it's right. awesome. Uh, nice. We, we intended... 
at the very get-go of this podcast, we intended to put this information in people's hands mm-hmm. and the way people are using it and receiving it. You know, we, we were talking off the air and we've talked several times. We know of multiple congregations that are using mm-hmm. the podcast as a launching pad for Sunday school or Bible yeah, study. Right. Um, uh, we've just come through this summer the AFLC annual conference out mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania and then our a national youth convention mm-hmm. in Estes Park, Colorado. And Brett, you and I, yep. uh, just a number of positive oh, yeah. comments from people. So really, thank you. Right. Uh, it's a blessing to know that what we're doing has proved beneficial yeah, for others. Praise the Lord. And yeah, and that's, that's really, uh, I guess, an answer to prayer that God would take this content and, and use it for good. Yeah, it's, yep. you know, we're, we do it because we believe in the content. We mm-hmm. do it because we're having fun doing it. Yeah, it's a nice right. distraction for us, and it, we really enjoy mm-hmm. each other's company. Three friends getting together. Yeah, talk talking shop. Theology, yeah. theology talking uh, shop. But, you know, really the fact that people are being blessed by this and it's beneficial and it's informing, you know, to, to use a, a, a phrase I'm not thrilled about, but informing their faith journey. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's really stunning the way that uh, God has been using this podcast. Yes, especially for Lutherans who we, sometimes we kind of lose our identity as Lutherans. Yep. And so it's, it's good to keep coming back to that. The actual radio station is KNNA Radio in Lincoln, Nebraska, and it is 95.7 FM. All right. I thought it was close. Yeah. So those of you in Nebraska can get double doses of us when you tuning on the radio station. And uh, that's just, we're thrilled. <laughs> it would be interesting to have our listeners, if, if they've gone back and like binge listen to the whole set like what they what, what their experience <laughs> oh has been of listening to I, I 100, could, 100 plus episodes. I'm kind of terrified <laughs> that our early episodes yeah, would be kind right. of like going back and looking at sermon manuscripts oh, from when we were in yeah, seminaries. No. Like, oh, what were that. we thinking? Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> this is 129 right, right yeah. now. Yeah. So maybe if you're listening for the first time, maybe start episode 20-ish when Brian started coming yeah. on. That, I think that... Or maybe not. Just <laughs> start right now. <laughs> yeah, just it's start funny because right yeah. they dragged me kicking and screaming, but you know, right. I, and we were talking about this off the air. Yeah. It's such a blessing for me personally just to hang out with you guys and mm-hmm. yes. I learned so much from you guys and it's good. It's just a, a mm-hmm. great, great blessing to be part of it. So we'd like to... Thank you for kind of joining us on our journey. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. We're not yeah. going to turn that into a new vocation. of our walk journey with Christ. Christ. There we go. Yes. There we go. That's and, acceptable. And if you are listening for the first time, this would be a good place to start because we're starting a new topic today. New unit. Yeah, we're out of the sacraments bum, bum, bum. for the first time in nearly 30 episodes. Wow. And a special thank you to Pastor Brady Finneran yes. for joining us for the last four episodes. I, that was fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, uh, I enjoy Brady a lot. And he, he, he was an asset mm-hmm. to the episodes that we had him on for really nice to have an opportunity to discuss mm-hmm. across denominational lines what's going yeah. on. I appreciated his questions to us yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. Good to have time for reflection. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I'm right. happy that we're moving on, but I'm kind of sad yeah. because it was fun. Yeah. yeah. If I had if I had my way, we'd be just starting back over in the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. because as far as the catechism material is, man, Luther's strongest in the I Ten Commandments. I love it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> but then we got to get to vocation. We, so we sandwich. Will get there. We will get there. Brian. Sandwich yeah. in the middle of all of this, we've got mm-hmm. confession and absolution. Yes, and so we've got a four episode arc here. I think it's important because um, we mm-hmm. had a couple of even questions recently that talked mm-hmm. about uh, someone's view of how Lutherans 
Mm -hmm. uh, I would say conservative Lutherans see uh, mm -hmm. how we look at confession and absolution. So I think it's going to be a good yeah. point of clarity. So. Right. And, and really the first thing we ought to clear up here when we talk about confession, when we talk about absolution, mm -hmm. the very first thing we need to get out of the way is that the, the, the phrase, that's too Catholic, is a completely inappropriate response to anything that is going on in the church. All right. Uh, if just because Duly the, noted. Yeah, <laughs> just because the Catholic Church does it doesn't make it wrong. Yeah. And just because the Catholic Church doesn't do it doesn't make it right. And mm -hmm. so the the real thing is we should be asking the real question we should be asking mm -hmm. is if we're doing this, why should we be doing right. it? What's, what's the, the scriptural what's the theological, basis? Scriptural yeah. background to it. And so that that's kind of the segue because uh Protestants don't do confession because uh the the first thing we think about is that that you know all those TV shows we've seen and, and and probably the easiest one the most popular one lately is if anyone's ever watched the the BBC series Father Brown mm -hmm. you you you've got I like uh, those detective shows yeah yes uh, great show by the way you mm -hmm. can tell the last couple seasons yeah. when it went off the rails uh, but you you have this view of a a penitent sinner mm -hmm. sitting in the confessional booth with the the sliding door in between mm -hmm. and the father uh, is is there and he opens the thing and then the, the the penitent says bless me father for I have sinned it has been seven years since my last mm -hmm. confession yep. and that's not what's going on at all mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's not what scripture prescribes as what confession and absolution mm -hmm. is it's not what Lutherans have taught mm -hmm. uh, but it is something that in many Lutheran churches and many Lutheran traditions has been all but abandoned because of the influence of generic Protestant mm -hmm. Christianity and so we're going to kind of get back yeah. to basics on so, this is there a way to start talking about this that maybe if we paint a verbal picture of what we're actually talking about, of maybe a specific thing that happens in, in is it during a church service, privately, both, or, or what are we talking about here? All of the above. Okay. Uh, so confession and absolution, first of all, they're a paired topic. You, you don't really have one without the other. If you're talking about just you confession. And I wish people would understand that. Yeah. I, th I think you should expound on that, like why they're inextricably intertwined. Mm -hmm. So biblically speaking, in, in, uh, well, let me invert that, speaking as Lutherans, but especially in Scripture, Mm -hmm. confession of sins is never ever apart from the proclamation of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So there is no time when someone confesses their sins mm -hmm. when they aren't immediately healed by the balm of the proclamation oh, of the gospel. Balm. Give me, so, inject yeah. that into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but, but so yeah. much of we think of confession and then, uh, you know, we're trained because of the, the Catholic influence in society, the Roman Catholic influence in society, that there's a penance, or there's a condition, or there's a guilt trip, mm -hmm. or there, there's something else. No, when there is confession of sins that almost, not almost, it always has to mm -hmm. be followed by the proclamation and application Which of the gospel. It's kind of interesting, kind of ironic that some people I would say it's too Catholic would, maybe the way they do confession and absolution, air quotes, is probably more Catholic than yeah. And I think that there are many here. people that have come out of the Catholic church that have entered into Protestantism, whether it be into a Baptist denomination or what have you, where I think sometimes it's an emotional response. It's like, well, that means dead faith. But mm -hmm. I know that mm -hmm. I know many Catholics that have a vibrant no. mm -hmm. uh, living faith. And so I think anytime we become too general mm -hmm. and sweeping with our assessments toward anything, yeah. 
I think that's probably incorrect for the most part. Well, human nature, regardless of what Christian church you're a part of, human nature is expert at creating straw men, Mm -hmm. creating enemies that don't exist so that you can win arguments with Mm -hmm. them. And and that's really what we have going on across denominational lines in this case. You know, a lot of the rejection of Roman Catholicism comes from uh, misunderstanding what the Reformation was about. Luther mm-hmm. wasn't in it to start a new church. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't in it to undermine the Pope until the Pope refused to repent of obvious errors. Luther always saw the work that he was doing as a continuation of the historic church. Yeah, to reform, mm-hmm. bring back mm-hmm. to that first five centuries where, where a lot of great theology was done and a lot of things were worked out. Mm-hmm. Thus the term Reformation. He wanted to reform and return back to where the church originally was. Yeah, I think it's really a, a stunning realization for people who think they they know about the Reformation, think that Luther was this revolutionary that wanted to break away from the Roman Catholic Church and start something new. It, no, I don't think, I, and, and I'm not a Reformation scholar, but I don't think at any point Luther thought that what he was doing was a break from the traditional historic no, I, church. Everything I've he read would, would point against he would He now. would point to saying that the Roman Catholic Church, as it stood in the 14th, 15th, 16th centuries, was the one that was out of bounds. Yeah. And then it was a recovery back to the biblical truths and the historic truths of but the church. But then he was forced to, at the point where, you know, they questioned him to the point, it's like, well, are you going to recant from this? He's like, well, no, this is... Scripture. I can't recant, recant from Scripture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No. So that's what gets us back to the topic of confession. Confession always comes with absolution. Mm-hmm. Confession is a biblical topic, as we'll be covering in a couple episodes. And then I, you know, I think that probably works as a good enough definition that we can just return to the small catechism at this point and see what he mm-hmm. says. Yeah. And so the the small catechism question: uh, What is confession? Answer: Confession has two parts. The one that is that we confess our sins. The other is that we receive absolution or forgiveness from the confessor as from God himself. And in no way doubt, but firmly believe that our sins are forgiven before God in heaven by this. Um, Then further, yeah. Should we keep going on the... Yeah, I'll go down these three questions and then we can... How much do we want (laughs) to... Yeah, so second question, what sins should we confess? Answer, before God, we should plead guilty of all sins, even of those that we do not know, as we do in the Lord's Prayer. But before the confessor, we should confess only those sins that we know and feel in our hearts. Question, which are these? Answer, here consider your calling according to the Ten Commandments, whether you are a father, mother, son, daughter, master, mistress, a manservant, or maidservant. Consider whether you have been disobedient, unfaithful, or slothful. Consider whether you have grieved anyone by words or deeds, whether you have stolen, neglected, wasted, or done other harm. All right. So, at on topic with what Luther's talking about here is specifically what we would refer to now in the church as private confession yeah, right. and, and absolution. There is that flavor, the so, confessor. Yeah. yeah. So, there, there, are, there are layers to confession, there are layers to absolution, but just for the context of what we have in the small catechism mm-hmm. here is that this is confession, one person to one person, mm-hmm. almost always received between a pastor mm-hmm. and someone approaching the pastor who is burdened by specific sins. Mm-hmm. And so that the situation here is that someone comes to their pastor, 
Uh, they're struggling against sin. They're struggling with guilt and grief and remorse. Mm-hmm. The pastor hears their confession. The pastor spends a certain amount of time uh, talking with them about, you know, advice or scriptural mm-hmm. principles for for overcoming these sins in their lives, meaning how to avoid doing them again, how to break bad habits, how to, to receive treatment for addiction, whatever the case might be. And at the end of it, uh, the pastor applies the gospel individually and specifically to the person confessing their sins. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, in the case of the Missouri Synod, often what is heard in that is I as a called and ordained servant of the word in the stead and by the command of our Lord mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, forgive you all your sins in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Some mm-hmm. variation of that. And that's the absolution. Part that's of the it. absolution yeah. of the confession where the pastor is saying, I forgive your sins. That is also done corporately in the Missouri Synod. But here again, Mm -hmm. uh, there is no offense in doing that because of the scriptural uh, scriptural position of we are called as Christians to forgive each other's sins to the point that we're going to be doing a study in John chapter 20 where Jesus says to his disciples, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you bind the sins of any, they are bound. And, And so that's what's going on. That, however, is not the whole picture of Mm -hmm. what we talk about biblically when we talk about confession and absolution. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, the office of the keys are a big part of this. The the office of the keys are the theological, you know, like the home base for when we're talking about confession and absolution is Jesus' institution in Matthew 16 Mm -hmm. and then reaffirmation in John 20 Mm -hmm. that we have the keys of the kingdom. That Mm -hmm. is, we have the right to use the word of God to preach the law and bind sins, Mm -hmm. to preach the gospel and forgive sins. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and so, you know, maybe, I don't know if I mentioned this already in this episode, but sometimes maybe in our circles more so that, instead of using the word absolution, we might say the declaration of grace. Yes. Um, In terms of where there's a confession, then there's a declaring God's grace at that point. Yeah, um, and, and and again, to to allay any confusion, I, I was kind of surprised a few years ago when I saw that in some Missouri Synod services, they their use, uh, their wordage in the declaration of grace is almost identical to what we have in our own hymnals in the AFLC. So there isn't a lot of flux. I would say a declaration of grace, you are still proclaiming the promises of the gospel, but it is less direct you mm-hmm. you're more stating these promises are available than directly <laughs> applying them to it so sure. okay and what you're kind of maybe referring to is some people are uncomfortable with using mm-hmm. a first person personal pronoun sure. in a corporate setting mm-hmm. of the declaration of grace or the absolution mm-hmm. so and so yeah it, I think at this point, where we can go on this is start with the general to the narrow. We've got about five minutes left in the episode, and I think this is an appropriate... <laughs> oh, man, we're not going to have our first, like, 45-minute episode, or... No, I'm heavens, though, we could. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we have here is uh, the nature of confession and then the nature of absolution. And so, confession comes in many forms. You have corporate confession which we do in the worship service every time we have a worship service and and you confess your sins. It's a generic confession that we are sinful human beings. There's not a lot, although there are probably some forms out there where we confess a specific 
type of sin maybe in, in, in concert with the, the text that's being preached on or the, the hmm. scripture lessons being read, mm-hmm. but generally a liturgical confession of sins will be the same and it will be generic in nature. Mm-hmm. And Almighty so, God or heavenly. Yeah. Or, yeah, right. You know, so whatever the case, and, and without my my bulletin in front of me, I couldn't conjure <laughs> I know, it up for I, the I life was, of me. I started, as soon as I, 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 I have it in front of me. Uh, yeah, so, heavenly <laughs> Father, we yes. come before you to confess to you that we have grievously sinned and fallen short of your glory. We have not loved you above all things or our neighbor as ourselves. We confess these and other sins in order to receive your forgiveness and cleansing, and it goes on. Yeah, right. So in in the old Norwegian Concordia hymn, fellows, we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, wherefore we flee for refuge to you and ask your inner mercy, beseech you by Christ's sake, grant us forgiveness of all our sins, and something like that. That's the residue. Yeah. (laughs) But so that's your generic corporate confession sins. In generic, I'm not talking about value. No. Uh, We're talking about it's just a broad (laughs) confession of sinfulness. you know, a group of people each saying well, they're guilty. Could, but it yeah. it's more of a, it would take a, a while. corporate structure. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's intended to be used corporately. Mm-hmm. And, and so then from there, you also have confession of sins from one person to another where you have sinned against that person. Right. Oh, sure. And, and I have a, an accountability partner that mm-hmm. I do that with. Sometimes I'll call yeah. and just say, pray for me. I have just yeah, fallen in this right. area or I've just, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So is you want to confess your sins to someone you have harmed. Mm-hmm. There's also confession of a sinner to God in private prayer. We mm-hmm. confess our sins before mm-hmm. God in our private prayers yeah. and have the promise yeah. of scripture. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just mm-hmm. to forgive us our sins Amen. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John 1, 9. And then finally, where we're at with private confession absolution is a Christian that is burdened by sin or by mm-hmm. specific sins mm-hmm. uh, goes to their pastor, confesses those sins to or, their pastor or, other or another Christian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Typically speaking, it's to a pastor, but that's not, you know, necessarily you can mm-hmm. confess to another Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, th- what is interesting about that is by law, not to mention by scripture, <laughs> those we, there's what's called the confessional seal. Yeah, right. That anything that is confessed in a confessional seal before a pastor especially, it, it, it dies there. Mm-hmm. It cannot be shared. It's not going to be gossiped. It's not going to be used. And, and the pastor's responsibility is to hear that confession and then to apply the gospel. Right. To the individual, unless it, there's an illegal act, yeah, and we right, are yeah. we are mandatory um, reporters. We're mandatory reporters for certain crimes. They're, are, yeah. they're, in fact, I'm just, yeah. just I yeah, want to yeah, at least right. acknowledge that yeah. so someone doesn't go because many times on, on shows on TV shows you'll see the priest not. Mm-hmm. reporting these things, but there are certain things by law that yeah. we are mandatory reporters. Mm-hmm. And, and I know a, a lot of pastors who who do private confession absolution. I That's one of the primary ministries I do in my own congregation yeah, for yeah. discipleship. One of the things you say is before they confess to say on certain crimes, I am a mandatory reporter. I do reporter. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I do. Yeah, I do the same and thing. I, I think in Minnesota, it's just physical and sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I probably got a. I think murder falls in there too. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that falls sand. under physical physical abuse. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so we, we that is the nature of confession also we're any talking type about. Of pedophilia. Oh, yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be yeah, sexual yeah, abuse. Yeah, right, so, sexual yeah. abuse. Yeah. But but that's what it is. We're confessing mm-hmm. our sins as James five. Yeah. Confess your sins one, one another. another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost the constant activity of the Christian is. Confession is yeah. part of repentance, right? Yeah. It, it, I don't want to sound like a clanging symbol, but 
repentance and faith. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's well, repentance, the definition yeah. of repentance, right. confession and faith. Right. And, and we have stated on this podcast several times, the will of God for your life mm-hmm. as a child of God is that you would be repenting. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The, the call yeah. is that Un- you are going repenting. Yeah. And yep. if we can see that as a privilege and an honor in the freedom and victory of Christ, mm-hmm. that's where that's where it really becomes worship. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's not, we're not doing this to live in guilt and shame. We may have guilt and shame, mm-hmm. but that hopefully that leads us to that confession and repentance. Yeah. Yep. But we never forget that when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. We never forget that for the believer, there is therefore now no condemnation. Mm-hmm. And so we have the honor and the privilege mm-hmm. to confess our sins in the freedom of Christ Jesus mm-hmm. to a God who knows everything, to a Savior who's paid mm-hmm. it all. Yep. Amen. That's a great segue to our next episode. All right. <laughs> Luke uh, chapter 24, the words of Christ. Uh, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened up their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses to these things. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Also, don't forget about the Reformation Conference that's happening November 2nd at Faith Free Lutheran Church. God bless you and have a great week.